0: Son, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm dead. Sorry for dying. But all the information you'll need for life is right here on this show. My friends Sean and Scott are here. and We're going to talk about everything from girls, history, money, power tools. We'll even talk about how to check your testicles for lumps. You'll be fine. It'll be just like having a dad. Just pretend that I went out for smokes. everybody, Welcome to episode two of the Out for Smokes Podcast. I'm Mike Racine. I'm Scott Shadler. Sean McCarthy is taking a leak right now. Sitting and, down. And uh <laughs> yeah, we're on we're on with Felix Biederman. Um Felix, thank you very much for being here. Um my pleasure. We almost lost a um a headphone splitter. I don't know why podcasting has to be just a uh, just a technical like nightmare every single time. I I, I was ready to um I was ready to kill myself thanks to my wife though who uh who who found a splitter. Um but thanks, well like well, what's yeah. the what's the problem? The problem is that we're recording through the Zoom the H6 and so mm-hmm. we we needed we needed everyone to hear you. So we had we have one headphone splitter that hit, that splits the headphones two ways but we needed another one to um to so so that everybody could join in and hear you.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I've like I don't know. This is what people really want to hear—the best uh, no. audio devices. But I, yeah. I, I like don't. I don't really like using Zooms. Like I don't give a shit okay. if it's like easy to travel with. Uh-huh. I just like using a four-track because it's more like, okay, you just hook it up through the USB adapter to your computer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about batteries. I feel like Zooms have fucked me over more times than anything else. Really. Yeah, I and I don't care if the producer has to carry an extra heavy thing. What is three pounds <laughs> Exactly, exactly.
0: Why don't you earn the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then what about like? Uh, well, this is good. This is a good little lesson for people. And then what about the um, the uh, the outputs though? It has uh, four outputs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, or you could use it. You can use a headphone splitter. Like it works for anything. But you can mm-hmm. also like put a headphone splitter into the computer that you're recording through the uh, the four track on. Right. Right,
0: and I didn't realize you can do. You can have an infinite amount of headphone splitters. I mean, we could have yeah. if we wanted to. We could have four hundred people listening to this show right now. Um, anyway, are we going to keep? this – Yeah, you
1: could. Oh, that should be the highest tier of your subscribership. Like,
0: <laughs> you what, get to you get to come people, to my house.
1: Yeah, you get to go to your or just be on the Zoom call because, like, okay there are way too many podcasts by people who like listen to whatever podcast so many times Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I should do this. Mm -hmm. I, I need to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's the reason that the market is like saturated and you know, good things always break through, but it's like tougher now because there's so fucking many. Sure. Instead of people starting new podcasts where it's like, They don't really have anything going besides they're like two – they're like alpha reply guys to existing podcasts. Mm -hmm. What if instead they could pay $1,000 a month to be on the Zoom call for one episode every month?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just kind of listen.
1: Yeah, or they could – if they pay more, they can talk. I mean whatever. Okay, one episode a month, that's like a waste. That's fine. Right. But yeah, um,
3: this podcast is different. The theme of this podcast is feeding Micrassine's son.
0: This is this is kind of the only podcast. Have you, Felix? Have you ever done a podcast that's for a baby? The show is is for it's not. It's,
1: it's one one could say that I do a show right. that's like that two days a week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for multiple baby. Well, this show is a little different because this is this shows for one baby. Yeah. Um,
3: Yeah, if if you subscribe to the Patreon, you can hear how much is in Microscene's checking account right now, mm -hmm. and you will up your tier immediately because he's trying to raise a child.
0: Exactly. Um, So yeah, so uh, so yeah. Once again, to my to my beautiful boy, if you're listening to the show, Daddy's dead. He passed away, and we got I got (laughs) we're here. I got um, we're gonna talk to uh, to Felix about. Well, I guess I guess what I want to. I mean, let's let's get into. um, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is that uh you know when we think about like our dads is there anything are there any lessons that uh you you learned from your dad or anything that you wish maybe your dad had had taught you or I don't know anything that that sticks out uh specifically?
1: Uh, it's an interesting question because I feel like um I don't know I feel like a very common resentment that people have with their dads is like that they didn't teach them enough stuff on how to be normal or how to be a man, right, right right that you're you're growing up and you're looking at everyone else you know able to move through the world, and you're like, "Oh well, what the fuck, why don't you show me how to do that and then mm-hmm. when you're older, hopefully you get a little bit more mature and you're like, "Oh well, he was you know." maybe he had the exact same problems I did in interpreting the world and he did not show me because he himself did not know. Hmm. Or if your resentment is more along the lines of like, why am I such a pussy, which some people have, it's like, well, you know, he couldn't have told you the first thing about that. You just you just have to find your own way. But there are things that I am like happy that my dad showed me that I don't think other people could have. Both directly you know trying to show me that but also just in the way that he lived his life like you can pick up things that your dad does not mean to impart on you that actually end up being very valuable Mm, right like what like what's an example i mean for my dad it's that you if you deny yourself of too much and you you live like too spartan of an existence and you only you only focus on living your life in a way where if someone is looking from the, from the outside they can't accuse you of being frivolous or or or, or hedonistic or uh unserious and if you only live your life that way you're gonna freak out it's gonna ruin your life it will tear you apart inside because Uh, you need you need like some human joy Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're going to turn like 55 and be like what the fuck i like never have any fun and you're just going to be stupid you're going to be fucked up yeah it is kind of weird you do really have to as you get
0: older you got to find a way to uh you got to find things that you're into you got to find ways to enjoy yourself and it's it's rare that you see like uh older guys enjoying themselves you know?
2: Well, no, I mean, I think there's an entire generation that was told enjoying yourself is for pussies. Yeah. Uh, un- unless the enjoying yourself is, you know, ag- aggressive or something.
3: Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> enjoy- enjoying yourself by killing the zipper heads. Near the DMZ. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean. I like felt bad. He was kicked off Twitter. And just, like, yeah. Kick him off yeah. all, every, everything. everything. Yeah. Kick him off out of every Uber he b-
3: orders. Right. No, it's it's a satire of the attitudes <laughs> of a previous generation.
0: It's just like adding. It's just like adding years to my life. My son's like, Daddy, can you play with him? Like, no, I'm editing the slurs that Sean said out of the podcast. I can't. um yeah i think that's important i think i think there's certain cultures where you see that you know you see that more you see like uh like like not not people like my dad but like regular stereotypical italian guys they have they have uh they have the pork store you know or when you go to italy there's a lot of there's a lot of people that that like socialize but it is it, it, it but i do feel like my dad doesn't have any hobbies or or joys, and it's very it's very Wait, weird. A pork store is a hobby. No, it's for like Italians? you sit outside. Yeah, you like sit <laughs> outside the pork thing. store. Yes,
3: You're it the is. The Sopranos. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's just like Mike just didn't have friends, and he just like, well, what do Italians do? Well, do do you like do do
1: do do, do, do you guys really do that the pork store thing? I some pe- I think in some
2: places they do. Mike wishes. Mike's, like, hung out outside of a few pork stores. No,
0: but when you go to Italy, there's a ton of, like, older guys, you know, hanging out, playing bocce, things like that. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: true. So, um, yeah.
2: that That
3: is true. But yeah, like I mean, keeping in the theme of this podcast is, you know, lessons for Mike Racine's son. So I think like, you know, I, I missed a bit of that conversation at the beginning, but you know, first off, Felix has some great lessons about the type of podcasting equipment he should use. Yeah, do you, what do you think <laughs> yeah. you, do you think your son should be a podcaster or would you advise him against that, Mike?
1: Oh my God. Could you that would be I'm so, okay? It's one thing if your dad, like one day I might have kids, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I already do a podcast, like for Mike's son, it's like Mike's already in the podcast world. But imagine if your dad was like a contract lawyer or like an insurance, works in an insurance company. And then when he turns 55, when he has that realization that all middle-class men have, that they like don't have any fun, the thing they want to do is like start a podcast, they just started for the first time when they're like fifty five. <laughs> yeah. they when they were growing up, they were a fan of like this scene and shit. Yeah. That's gonna happen. Yeah, they're like
0: they're like, I always wanted to do a podcast and my wife said it was a bad idea. And now that she's dead
2: <laughs> I, I yeah, could be you like a cover out. podcasts, just old man. <laughs> Yeah, 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 oh yeah, that's be great. no, that's
1: literally it. So in ten years, someone's embarrassing dad is going to like their kid's gonna go to college, and then they're alone in the house the first time in like eighteen years, and they're gonna make come They're gonna try to make come right.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. Well, like we'll, I'll be doing like a Chapo cover podcast, but being like, you know, I kind of like to do my own original thing in the spare time, but the Chapo cover pays the bills. Just go to different towns, <laughs> pretend to be Will. Meniker. Podcast karaoke.
1: <laughs> Just a Will. Like, impersonator. Yeah, like Anthony. Yeah, like Anthony could be his brother who has the YouTube cover band. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's look to let's look to the news right now. I guess the big story that's happening is uh, you know you got that um, you got that war in Ukraine, and yeah, um, gonna, you we know, don't
2: know when this is being posted. Right, it's gonna be. Yeah. So the war could be here by now. It could
0: be here. But uh, currently, there's it's just uh, it's just in Ukraine. So yes. we're talking
3: about Putin's invasion of Moldova right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. This, well, this, so this will be out in two weeks, <laughs> so we can talk about it. But we should just bear in mind that. You know. We could all be speaking
0: Russian in a few. Right.
3: Yeah. It was pretty fucked up when Zelensky was assassinated last week, huh? Yeah.
1: Well, if my dad, you know, was still with us, I could tell you guys exactly what's going to happen. But unfortunately, he's no longer with us. You know, my dad's job was, you know, he told Jews not to come to work <laughs> in <laughs> events all over the world. Okay. <laughs> you know, and that's why that's why I don't have student loans. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you that, know. That's cool, though. Yeah, it was a cool job. He got in there because he was, like, just really good at talking on the phone. Yeah. Um,
2: if Zelensky gets murdered, what happens? We don't – we still don't do anything, right? We just have to kind of go, damn. That sucks. As a country, <laughs> Joe Biden yeah, has yeah. to stand on stage and go, it's crazy what, what he's doing.
1: I hope that if he – like, if it comes to that, which I hope it doesn't – like, I want the to stand as soon as possible, as all people should uh, – but some people in America should kind of feel bad, not for like not helping, but for like just sort of like gassing Ukraine up to fight a war on our behalf. I know they're their own people with their own struggles, but like you know, we did kind of we we put them up to a lot of stuff, uh huh. And yeah, now now all all we're giving them is just unaccounted shipments of weapons and viral posts.
2: Oh no doubt. Even, even the sanctions in Russia, like McDonald's now, they're like McDonald's are closing all locations in Russia, mm-hmm. and it's just why? Does that affect Putin? Like it affects the fucking people. No. And I know, I know, I know. You know they want the people to, uprise, But damn, I mean, they don't get to watch any television. WWE cut their programming from Russia. It's like. Who do you look to in, in this time over there, you know?
3: The American military strategists were like, how would we get the American people to rebel? Oh,
1: we would shut down McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of McDonald's, Netflix. <laughs> I love the people who are like, oh, is this hard on like regular Russian poor people? Well, tough shit. You should overthrow the, your government. And it's, yeah. it's like... Um, um, Like, uh, for Americans who just, like, take so much abuse smiling, that is a hilarious thing for us to say. And also, Mm -hmm. not not even mentioning, you know, if we had to pay for 1% of what America does overseas or even just on the border. Yeah. What would life be like?
3: Or in downtown Manhattan or anything else, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I guess it's just kind of weird because it's like you go through, you know, like we all grew up and you know, nine eleven happened. We all remember that, and uh, and
3: so we've just like been,
0: we're all kind of like just burnt out on on war,
3: right? And then Felix's it's like, his dad was making the phone calls. He told Felix, "Hey, I just got yeah. off the phone with Larry Silverstein." Felix's dad was like, "I'm I'm
1: tired of doing this. I don't want to." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my to... dad was like, "Yeah, my dad was like, I like, okay, I'm like 60 now. I've spent my whole life on the phone with like Larry Silverstein <laughs> yeah. telling people not to go to work, and yeah, and now I have to, now I have to like, <laughs> to, to fuck some lady." <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding about that. My dad, not the, my dad had a like hilarious, like embarrassing midlife crisis that like, you know, at the time when I was like 15 because it's just like you don't you don't have any like emotional gauge for things and you have trouble seeing the humor in everything when it's happening to you. I was like, "Oh my god, you know how can he do this?" Like I, you know, like really sad when I was a kid. In retrospect, one of the funniest things that has ever happened in my life. His midlife crisis. Hilarious. Yeah. Yes.
2: Did he dress different?
1: Yeah, what happened? Oh my god, yeah. So my dad always like he always wore like just he was a, re- like, very, he never wanted to spend money. He was, like, a pretty successful lawyer, but he just never spent money. He had, like, the fucking shittiest fitting suits. He would, he was just, like, a very austere person. He would go to work every day with a, that shitty wheat bread that they sold in the 90s because my, <laughs> yeah, my yeah, family was yeah. a wheat bread family. Arnold. And that, like. Yeah, 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 and that shitty stir peanut butter that's way too dry. Uh huh. Three apricots and three almonds in a bag. Yeah, and a and a warm seltzer, and you know, just wearing the same shitty suits he'd have for like ten years, like falling off his body because he's probably He's having like a pro Anna diet. He was the first pro Anna man, and on the weekend when it's time to cut loose, he would just wear like the most faded denim shirt and jeans mm-hmm. <laughs> and like he starts having his midlife crisis and he starts wearing like a Ma- a manchester united track jacket <laughs> like never mm-hmm. fucking wore watch soccer and give that starts buying these like cool jeans he he <laughs> i go to i go to his apartment like, when he moved jeans. Out. not quite that bad like if he had yeah. bought true religion jeans my family would have had to like kill him it would have had to <laughs> be an honor killing but like i went to his You know, he, like, he bought an apartment for him and his girlfriend at the height of the real estate bubble, and Uh then, like, it instantly crashed after. Uh And when I went there, it was all this shit that he wasn't into, but, like, he was, like, he thought he had to be cool, just, like, the track jacket and shit. Did he have a younger girlfriend? yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a younger girlfriend. He had all this, like, African – West African art that he had never been <laughs> into before. <laughs> and he would – he would, because he had never bought anything new for, like, 20 years. He'd yeah. say all this dumb shit. He'd be like, so I've been uh, buying clothes from The Gap. Yeah. Uh. Uh, They're pretty good, but they fall apart after you wash them three times. And it's like, that's not true. You're just doing something crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You just don't know how to do anything. Just imagine. But... All that, like, African
3: art. He was, like, decorating his mistress's apartment based on an episode of Frasier he saw. (laughs) Like, this is... (laughs) Literally, yes.
1: Yeah. But he, like... I used to be, like, really mad at him for it when I was a kid. Because this all started when I was, like, 15, 16.
3: Yeah.
1: And... You know, he, he passed away a few years after that. And in re- – like, I as I grew, have grown older, I've, like, not been mad at him for it. Like, it's still ridiculous, and we still, like, laugh about it in my family because it's, like, it's a ridiculous thing to happen. Uh, but sort of going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, I do, like – I no longer feel like I can, like, morally judge him for it. Like, yeah, it's a bad thing to do, but also, like – you know you fucking get older and you have relationships fall apart and you you have all, you, you know you you have all this shit happen to you and you you just kind of realize that your dad is like as fallible a person as you are and that you know in his own way he did he did impart a good lesson here which is you it's obviously not good to live your life hedonistically but if you deny yourself too much just out of fear of being embarrassed or whatever mm you're going to go crazy and then you're going to have the African art that you've never had before and everyone's going to laugh at you. It's almost like the dam breaks and it's just a bunch of African art comes out. It's exactly what it was like.
3: I'm curious to talk about midlife crisis is more generally though because, you know, the three of us, we're all in our 30s. Felix, you're in your mid, late 20s now. And it's just something where it's like, I guess this is kind of where, where life goes because I know, you know, you see these like 50 or 60-year-old guys driving around in the Porsches or, you know, uh, with, as you were saying, with younger girlfriends or whatever else. And it's just like, you work your entire life, you probably raise kids. So that's like, you know, a 40-hour work week, kids, uh, whatever else you got going on, like that's 20 years of your life just gone. And Mm -hmm. then you wake up one day in your, you know, 50s or 60s, and you're just like, what was the meaning of it all? Did I did I get anything out of it? And I guess it is just like a general question as to what a midlife crisis is and what we can all look forward to in you know ten or twenty years down the line. Well, I don't think
1: I. I, I think it's kind of like you don't need to have it, right? I mean, you're, you, everyone's like there is going to be a small crisis because it. The idea of turning fifty freaks everyone out, and you know, for for my dad at least, I think by any metric. He was a very successful person. you know he raised three kids and three like you know three kids that like became pretty good adults it was It was on the wire for me, but I pulled it out at the end <laughs> you know by starting a podcast right I wish you could have seen it, but you know he my brother and sister are like incredibly smart and accomplished people, but at the same time, it just you know anyone's going to sort of freak out at the specter of time even if you even if by any metric you've done enough uh but I do think it does not your midlife crisis does not have to be upending or you know destroy your life which which is kind of did uh as long as you kind of try to live your life with a balance as tough as that is but no I can't like I can't say he like fucked up. Like I had a like great childhood, and like yeah, I don't have student loans. Like it's, he was a great dad. He just he just you know fucked up as we are all prone to fuck up. Right,
3: but I think you're right about like midlife crises are going to be starting a podcast soon because they're all going to be different but but there is this sense that a lot of people you know including myself sometimes have that we have not creatively fulfilled our potential or whatever that we wasted our days in an office that we had something to give to the world that we didn't and then as you get as the clock runs down you get more and more frustrated and nervous about that and that drives people into these midlife crises
1: yeah i think i think that's just the human condition like i uh, first of all, I appreciate you saying I'm in my mid to late 20s. I'm actually <laughs> 30 now. <but laughs> oh, you're will keep Yeah, I'm 30. <laughs> Time flies, it's doesn't it? Mazel. Uh, but, you know, I used to think, you know, when I was like 24 or so and like all this shit was starting, if I, you know, if you had described like what we've done since then and what I've been able to do just with my work and stuff, just with things I've been able to make, I would have been like, oh, holy shit, like, that's, okay, then I'm done. I did everything. I did way beyond what I wanted to do. But you're always, no matter what, you're just always going to feel like you want to do more, like you have more to give. Because I guess there's just, there's no metric for which anyone's ever going to be satisfied. And I think that can be, it can be positive if you push yourself into, like, pushing creative boundaries or, like, trying things you haven't tried. But it can also be, it can also be negative. It can also just be this, hole that you never fill where you you end up going crazy which also happens
3: well it's like this obsession with changing the first line of your obituary like for me right now it would probably if i died it would just be like racist twitter user dies It yeah. <laughs> was banned seven times well sean twitter.
0: if you want to fix that it's not a hard <laughs> fix <laughs> there's <laughs> we'll just put a list of seven words on the on the thing
1: <laughs> yeah we can get you unbanned okay Yeah, Racist Twitter user dies, but he still had his Twitter.
0: (laughs) It's cool I started a podcast and I'm not the racist one.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Not since you did a podcast with Frank (laughs) Terranova has that been the case.
0: Right, 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 right. I've actually always been able to skirt racism allegations.
1: (laughs) I have never seen those about you.
0: Yeah. No? No.
1: No, I haven't no,
0: no, but I you know, I'm Italian, I'm from Jersey, and so it's like it's like a werewolf inside of me, you know, like it's gonna I feel like.
1: It's so funny, like
3: doing like a uh, an adjacent leftist podcast and like, you know, knowing you Felix and like the Chapo guys. But then like following Mike and like when he goes on like legions of skanks, he's like the leftist faggot or something. <laughs> <laughs> the fans, yeah, yeah. Like somebody get this DSA P C socialist out of here. <laughs> and it's like yeah. No, actually he's just barely tolerated on the other side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I used to um this is I guess since I said embarrassing things my dad did, I have to reveal embarrassing things that I have thought and done. But I would listen to like Opie and Anthony in like two thousand eight and nine and think like, How's that embarrassing? No, listen no, well I listen to what I'm gonna yeah, say. Of uh <laughs> I would I would fantasize about like bringing like a leftist perspective. There. I'd be like I could hang. I was like I could hang out and yeah, riff yeah, yeah. with the guys, but I would give them some leftist arguments that I think they they would have trouble rebuffing. Yes.
0: I did that like two days ago. But no, you do think about like yeah. I mean sometimes um, <laughs> yeah, you think about like doing like the Anthony Cumia show Yeah. and being like what about what about Malcolm X? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh patrice was pretty good was pretty good at that sometimes when he was on
1: i loved i love the patrice episodes well I, I feel like the best episodes obviously are the you know the comedian hangout episodes but the best of those are when it's like w- when it's an argument mm-hmm. and the person arguing at least is like sort of good at presenting their side of the story obviously with most of the attention focused on it being funny but yeah you know i i i love that show when I was a kid, I like go back and I listen to some uh, Jocktober stuff, but yeah. I, 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 you know, i that was a huge influence on me.
2: Yeah, depending on who the guest was, I would skip first period in high school to listen to it in the car. Really? Yeah. If like Louis was on or Patrice was on. Yeah, like, yeah. Even Bobby Kelly or yeah. I, I would skip first. You period. would
3: skip half of per- first period if it was Bobby
2: Kelly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going back to
1: algebra. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just crying. But boss, I'd go in early and, <laughs> and study. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Just like laughs> the Louis episodes were like Christmas. Oh, they, they were great. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: That's how you avoid a midlife crisis, it's just jack off in front of women.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, say what you want about him. <laughs> what do you think you, your guys' midlife crisis will be?
2: Hopefully, I don't hurt anybody. Yeah.
1: I don't know. You pretty. say you said you said that like, oh, it would be a shame if I hurt
2: anybody. <laughs> uh, no, I <I'd> probably sounds <laughs> get, like you want to. I I probably get into some sort of training.
0: Be a shame if I slammed my dick in a revolving door over and over again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think a few tattoos, a few tattoos, training.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like probably like uh you know, maybe like woodwork. I I would probably go try to be working class again. I'd probably try to I'd probably try to start like picking up garbage or um buy some tools.
2: I think the honest I, truth is we're just going to fall in love with a stripper for like, you know. Right. Yeah, for a season.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You like you always have this idea like your past loves or whatever or like the relationships that didn't quite work or the one that got away this constant sense like you were saying Felix about you know more and grass is always greener like i could see why you just like spend you know 10 or 20 years in a relationship and then you're like well you know let's let's try something new without really understanding like oh you've built up that reserve with somebody that you've made a life that that's compatible together. And it's very hard to find that,
2: you know, you well, yeah, I think the main issue is people just, uh, get distracted in their own thoughts. Like right. that's just life. And so then a lot of times you become two people who are barely talking. Yeah, and that's when it's like Mm -hmm. I want to not be with you, and it's like how, and it's like well we've been together twenty years, yeah, and the last twelve have been us really barely enjoying each other.
0: Well, here's what I think: you shouldn't raise a kid with someone that you're fucking. That's like too much.
2: Yeah, that's crazy, and it's just wrong for the kid. It's wrong for
0: the kid. Yeah, deal
2: with that. You want to raise a man? He'd fight his father for fucking his mother. He'd fight his
0: father for fucking his mother. Which I should have done when I was about like fourteen.
2: You think you could have? Fought your dad at fourteen. I think That's I could have at question. sixteen
0: I think I could have beat my dad in a fight. Oh shit.
2: My dad when he was like fifteen, he bear hugged his father and broke his ribs. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose? No, accident. Oh. <laughs>
1: you know. you don't think there's like some like some part some of him that was like, probably, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that'll teach you for taking mom away from me.
1: Yeah, but I think you
3: have
0: to <laughs> you have to practice on your mother when you're like eleven. So you start fighting because my mom used to uh my mom used to wash my mouth out with soap, but she would use bars. Oh but she would use bar soap and she would use liquid soap too. She would take this dispenser liquid soap and kinda of <laughs> pump it into my, For curses? my mouth. Uh yeah, curses and like back talk and things like that. So I <laughs> Get think any motherhood on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> liquid soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's uh. the that's the type of stuff that makes me realize like what a like what a like liberal pussy I am mm-hmm. is because like, I'd say like 75% of my friends are like, didn't you hate it when your mom would beat you when she was extra mad? <laughs> and I was just like, like, you know, just did, I had the, just the stereotypical, like secular upper middle class Jewish upbringing where it's like, you know, my parents never like hit me or anything or like anything like that. But what did they like, do when uh, you took the
0: Lord's name in vain? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could do I was allowed to do so much because I was the youngest, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I was just you know, with my brother and sister it was like, okay, they got into good colleges and they're like good kids. Um we just let this one do whatever. Mhm. Nice.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know Felix, I don't know Felix if Mike has told you, but his plan for avoiding a midlife crisis is to just die in 5 years yeah. of like uh too much pent <laughs> or some shit. Getting there. But it's like yeah, I mean uh, we were talking about it on uh, one of the earlier episodes we recorded, but uh, part of like Mike's motivation for starting this podcast is so that there are you know lessons from him to his son that e- exist. And I don't know if it's uh, uh, too paranoid on your part, Mike, um, but it's it, I guess it is interesting to me your mentality going into it as to like in your mind are you thinking you are going to have a midlife crisis or you're just not even going to make it that far.
0: I'm not really sure what it would be because I don't like I don't feel like I have regrets or anything. I mean, I might have I might be a failure, <laughs> but um I don't I feel like I don't I can't think of anything because I'm uh, you know, a lot of my friends are like pretty successful and stuff. Right. So like I'm I'm surrounded by a lot of, you know, very successful people and I'm I'm not, but I I can't think of anything that I wish I did differently. You know what I mean? Like I I tried my best to be as like funny as and as authentic as I could be. Yeah. And uh I don't because I feel like midlife crises are for people who have regrets. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like I have
2: any. I feel like Mike decided that after hearing <laughs> after hearing My Way by Frank Sinatra. Like he didn't have a take on his life. But then he's like, Regrets? I had a few. I had dear- <laughs> <laughs> I actually, like,
3: you know, I agree with what Mike's saying there, because I remember when I was, like, 18, and I started stand-up, and I had this idea in my head that I was going to be, like, famous by 27, and then you yeah. just kind of, like, grind it out, and you are you realize, like, just the way, like, media has consolidated right now, if you want to be a writer on Stephen Colbert or The Daily Show, like, I would have to produce comedy that I'm ashamed of, Yeah. and... Ultimately, even if I'm not successful, I would rather be able to stand by whatever I've created. And, you know, maybe that's just cope for my lack of success, but I, I do, I feel that way most of the time, 90% of the time.
0: Yeah. But I think if I did, I would get really into swords. <laughs> I would buy tools <laughs> and get swords.
3: I would, yeah. lo- I, I, you know, I will buy so many rare magic cards. Yeah. Just like. <laughs>
2: Just well, I, I've definitely gone through missing childhood phases. Have yeah. you gone through that? Where you Every buy a bunch then. of old video games, yeah, maybe? The nostalgia. Or... I try to play
3: PS One yeah. games, see if it's still. Force yourself to watch an old up.
2: thing that you used to love. Yeah. Eat a thing you loved.
3: It is funny. Like if this podcast like makes money, Mike will like use it to feed his baby, and I will just buy more Magic Cards.
2: <laughs> just, like, <laughs> you legit have you
3: collect Magic Cards?
2: I do
1: collect Magic Cards. No yeah.
2: Shit. Yeah. What about D&D? You do D&D?
1: Oh, yeah. No, I've, uh, I have ai mean, I have Counter-Strike Global Offensive skins. That's utterly indefensible. It's why I've, like, stopped making fun of MNFTs, because it's like, well, right. I do this thing, so how much better am I? Uh, I, I don't know. I have things that I collect, n- not really because I want to sell them or it's an investment, but just I think they're cool. Like, I have a... Uh, I have a PFLP pin from the 70s that is very difficult to find. I like historical stuff. Every time that I, like, get a tax refund, I have to keep myself from buying, like... There's this thing on eBay that I, like, kept... I have to pull myself away from the computer where it's, like, an Air America flight jacket, a real one. Oh, that rocks. But I just... I, I, I have stuff like that. I love stuff like that. Um, but I also... Yeah, I have a fair bit of, like, nerdy things. Whenever there's a, uh, like, a, you know, special, huge edition of, like... You know, like, Elden Ring, I have that. Uh, For uh, Dune, I have that. When, like, they re-released Berserk and, like, a really fucking huge, nice hardcover, I bought that. I just, you know, I like all the predictable, like, nerd, stupid nerd shit.
2: Yeah, I think our parents got away with... Their loser shit because their entertainment was like cowboys and guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when they did it yeah. as adults, we didn't even recognize it as being childish. Just being
0: childish, yeah. But
2: it's like, yes. there's no such thing as a fucking cowboy. Like, you're a little boy. Right. It's all very it's a,
3: silly. Yeah. My, my, my dad is actually like that. He's uh, born in Ireland. He moved to the U.S. when he was like 16. And his favorite show is Gunsmoke. So I was able to get him all those on DVD, and he liked that a lot. Um, But he also, he collects, or he used to collect dinky toys. I don't know if you guys know what those are. They're, like, little cars and such. Like, he would have, like, the dinky toy ambulance, the dinky toy, uh, like, the BP truck, one of those old ones from, like, the 60s and stuff. And some of them are actually worth a fair bit of money. And then uh, my brother developed a heroin addiction and stole some of them and pawned them. Uh, So that was, you know, pretty heartbreaking for him to deal with. But, (laughs) you know. Oh, but, you know, that's like so at least I know that's where my magic card thing comes from, is my dad would collect dinky toys that his other son would later steal and pawn some of
2: Well, my, my grandfather collected. Uh, I don't even know what you call it, stamps. And I thought they'd be worth a bunch of money. And they're yeah. not. You have to, like, find another old yeah. guy who gives a fuck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you have to, like, just walk around a park and go, anybody, I have a, a giant box of stamps. <laughs> right. That
0: that was big, right, with old people, a few. Oh, yeah, uh, they like stamps, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: coins. And... Yeah. Yeah, anything that was, like, that was America giving, you know, like, mm-hmm. that was straight up American. You know, this is the U.S. Mint. This is the mm-hmm. U.S. whatever. It's, yeah. You know. There's a closeness to it. Yeah. My dad collected guns uh, and Budweiser signs, like neon signs, Budweiser mugs, Budweiser posters, uh, you know, any collector can, all that shit. That's pretty cool. Which, worth a lot of money, but again, a hassle. It's like what's set up on eBay and sell neons can hear his piss. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's I know. a very dad we'll thing, like out. pissing with the toilet. <laughs> like no, pissing with in. the door open is the most dad thing in the world.
0: Well, no, he's just got his earbuds in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't I think know. he can hear us. <laughs>
3: no.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. That's
2: the
3: Patreon tier. You
0: can hear Felix <laughs> can... pissing. Yeah, that'll go directly to Patreon.
1: Okay. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, yeah, no. I just yeah, I it's it's really loud. I was in a Twitter space once and everyone could hear it and I was very embarrassed. I just have um I would rather it be very loud than be very quiet. That would be humiliating. If it's very quiet, it just raises a ton of questions.
0: I think so too. you feel powerful. What I do is I I pee when I'm on the phone, I pee, I pee on the rim of the uh the bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't pee in, in, into the water.
1: That's good. Yeah. That's good. I like I if it's like if I'm on a phone call that I can't get off of, and I'm like I, I'm needed, it's like some professional thing. Mm-hmm. I sit down, mm-hmm. and I, f- I hope that helps it though. It probably oh, like do? it probably makes it louder, and I don't even realize it because I have AirPods in.
0: Yeah, and they probably know that you pee sitting down, and they're like, "All right, well that's all we need to see." <laughs>
1: yeah, all right. We've Spotify has eno- has had enough with you. Yeah. No, I've never. I'm not up for a Spotify deal. I used to not pee sitting down. And then, like, I
3: realized well, my wife would start getting mad at me because the toilet would always look disgusting because I would, like, pee on it. So, and then if you sit down, it's actually you pee less on the toilet. So I did start sitting down to pee. Uh huh. And I don't think that's emasculating, I think it's just avoiding an argument.
0: Yeah, no, your 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 wife asked you to pee sitting down and you said, <laughs> and Of you course, honey. Yes, I'm <laughs> at all. You said whatever you say. <laughs> your wish is my command.
3: Um
0: All right. Well, guys, before we wrap up, you know, I think it is important. If if you want to talk about lessons that you wanna pass down to your kid, I think I think the way that you you view and treat animals is uh is very important, you know? And uh, I always like hearing Felix <laughs> talk about animals. I, I like hearing hear him talk about going to the zoo. Why don't everybody go Everybody go around the table and say the say the last time you went to the zoo and the best animal that you saw there.
2: Well, I, lo- I love that question. I also think it's just to set up you bragging about how you went to the zoo I recently. I did go to the <laughs> zoo recently. Ooh. I went to the zoo on mushrooms in December. It was oh. very cold. But cool as hell, man. Just stared into a wolf's eyes, like legit. uh, It's so funny. Like, you want to talk about
3: midlife crises? Like, Scott didn't do drugs until he's 30, and now he's making up (laughs) for lost time. His speed running mushrooms. He just sucked off a, a
0: gorilla <laughs> at the zoo. They say
2: mushrooms? like if a kid tortures animals, they're a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like also, there's no like adult who's gonna be like, no, no, I killed animals when I was a kid, and I I'm fine now. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, <how do> you we <laughs> know.
1: Scott, uh, what what drugs have you gotten into recently? Oh,
2: I mean, you know, I, I smoke. Weed. I, I think I've been high for like two and a half years. um... So like I Nothing strictly smoking like I didn't drink at all until the pandemic so I drink now a little bit um I tried ecstasy 2 years ago and then that's it. I ha- that's oh, a good one. Oh no, I went on an ayahuasca trip a year and a half ago. Oh really? wow. yeah, in Joshua Tree. My girlfriend fucking paid for all of it. She was like, You need this and yeah, it was powerful, man. Um, <laughs> that lasts like what, twelve hours or Yeah, it was a whole it was a whole night for me. She stayed the whole weekend, but I was actually in Vegas and she was in Joshua Tree hmm. and she was there Friday night and she texted me Saturday morning and was like, get here now. I'll pay for all of it. You need to experience this. And then I threw up a bunch and almost shit myself. But, you know, I talked to God and yeah, it was pretty amazing. Nice. Wow And I've never done coke or anything, which is, you know, and now everybody's dying from it. Like even celebrities and they're barely giving a fuck, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. interested. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> those are all those are all sound like positive drugs to get into. I mean that none of them sound like really like turn up. D- drugs yeah and mushrooms ecstasy ecstasy I'll do is, mushrooms yeah. You
2: know? yeah and I did ecstasy once and then just never again because I wanted to kill myself two days later you know oh, oh, yeah. yeah, for some
1: people to come down is really tough oh. when I was in like college uh, I had this group of
0: four friends and I went over to their apartment one night these two guys that lived together and they were like guess what we did and they were like we all did ecstasy, <laughs> and I was like, well, why didn't you invite me? Like, they didn't invite me over to do the ecstasy with them for whatever the reason. Um,
1: Wait, it was just, it was just like, five homies doing ecstasy together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, oh, I, my God. And my, why didn't
3: you invite me to the cuddle puddle?
0: Right, and my friend Joe <laughs> was like, I jerked off just so I wouldn't do anything gay. <laughs> you remember? The- <laughs> <laughs> like, I jerked off before I did this because I didn't want to. You got to get it out.
1: That's how the, that's how the Louie thing started. Yeah. He was supposed to be hanging out with a bunch of his friends doing ecstasy. Right. He's like, oh, I have to, I have oh, to shit. be at the hangout in like 20 minutes. Oh, he um, this girl's already in my room. Fuck. He forgot to jerk off. Do
2: you remember in uh, when ecstasy was like blowing up in mm. Jersey? A bunch of bars and like the Jersey Shore got in trouble mm. because they would turn off the faucets. Because people in ecstasy would drink from the faucets because you need to be hydrated. Yeah. Um, and so they would turn off the faucets so people, you know, oh, they'll pay for drinks. And then people were just dying in <laughs> bathrooms and, and bars in Jersey. Yeah.
3: Well, that could have worked, guys. <laughs> we could have moved a lot of
2: Evian's <laughs> if
3: my plan, you know. It's so funny to be like, try to save 90 cents on your water bill and somebody dies in your fucking bar. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
2: shit. I wonder which will have more impact.
3: (laughs) Um,
0: Wait, you've been to the zoo, though? I went to the zoo a couple months ago. Yeah, the San Diego Zoo. What'd you see?
2: Oh, I've been to San Diego, one of the best zoos in the country. Yeah, it's a good one. I love that shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 60 bucks a ticket. A little high. Yeah, so for two.
2: (laughs) Especially for one of them, it's not even going to remember it. It's like... Like, halfway through, you realize it's just so Deb can take fucking photos, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the baby gets in free, but yeah, 121 bucks for two of us to go to the goddamn...
3: Gotta put those gorillas on a diet, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, wait till Disney, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're
2: going to go nuts, dude. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but uh, we did see a lot of, yeah, we saw. So, I mean, like, the elephants are cool, the big cats, the, the orangutans are, uh, are really something. Um, I think my favorite animal, there's something about that, uh, that mandrill, that big, colorful monkey. Yeah.
1: I love those.
0: They're, they're amazing. Yeah, and I'm, I I was watching them, like, kind of crawl around, and I don't know, they're real pretty, and yeah, that was my... I got to uh,
2: look them up. What are they called? That was
0: my favorite. It's like Rafiki in uh, Lion King.
2: Oh yeah, they fucking rule, man. Yeah, yeah, those are amazing,
0: and they're also like they're pretty strong looking, right? I know orangutans are surprisingly
2: strong.
1: uh, A lot, yeah. Most most apes, uh, even the ones that don't look incredibly strong to you, are they're pretty hard body. Uh, I mean, gibbons gibbons start uh, brachiating, which is going from tree to tree at a very young age. They're quite strong. Okay, Um, and most like larger monkeys like a 40 50 pound monkey is incredibly strong.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would assume almost every monkey could fuck a person up. Just speed, bite. Mhm. Oh, yes. But I do Absolutely. know cuz they used to sell monkeys at like pet stores. Did they? Yeah, 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 when when our parents yeah. when our parents were kids. Yeah. And my my dad told me that his friends had monkeys and he went over and the monkey bit his friend, and his friend grabbed it by the tail and, and banged it against the wall, and it died. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know why I what said kind that. Of I just watched this a podcast. Scott's about uh, dad? And Scott's so I, dad was a I say, cop. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm like inclined to tell stories. <laughs> we're,
0: teaching, <laughs> we're teaching Mike's son how to kill a monkey. <laughs> yeah. I remember my my Danish dude. dude my my pediatric dentist office in jersey had monkeys there was like a glass cage uh, in the dentist office and there were like two monkeys that's wild it's kind of wild cuz it's like you think dentist you know like it's supposed to be clean yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's monkeys no to... there. Yeah, it was the, the monkey who's dentist. The, who's
2: the person? Who's, like, the, the nurse? Who's the lady who got the job at the dentist office who's like, okay, now clean the, <laughs> the, monkey, the monkey cage? cage. Yeah. <laughs> She's being
1: attacked by monkeys. Yeah, they're biting like, her. And shit thrown at her every day.
3: <laughs> yeah. What a the nightmare. The monkeys, they
1: bite. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Felix, I did want to ask you. I know you, uh, you love animals. You have a deep interest in monkeys. Uh, you, you, you don't
1: – what? That's a setup. <laughs> that, was
0: a weird, <laughs> that was a weird sentence. Yeah. No, no, no. is <laughs> a have
1: question. In
2: you have a deep interest in monkeys. You deep interest in monkeys. She
1: posts a lot of monkey pets. It's true. But
2: no, I was a big chimp <laughs> fan as a kid. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I
3: was just going to ask you, Felix, like you don't have any pets at this point. Do you have any plans to get pets? Or I don't even know if you're allowed to own a monkey in New
1: York. Uh, I would never I would never have a monkey or an ape as a pet. It's uh, it's pretty mean to do it to them unless you really know how to take care of primates and have a lot of space for them. I uh, the thing that's keeping me from getting any pets is just the how much I travel, how much I'm away, and yeah you know, I don't know if I'm you know where always where I'm going to live next and I don't I just don't want to like get a pet and then immediately like uproot two months later. I um I mean, I want a Sable more than anything, but I think that's – with the new Russia sanctions, I think that's totally out. Uh, I, I will – I've thought about getting a Serval, which is a big, uh, uh, large cat. Mm. Um, I think that's kind of a little intense. I would get two because I always think an animal needs a friend. I will – if I get anything, I'm going to get a – try to rescue a Portuguese water dog. Those are what we had growing up. I love those. Those are cool, right? I like yeah, they uh they're very smart, they're they're neurotic, they have their own personalities and they um uh, they were bred to swim messages in between boats. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Like a couple of weeks ago I was at the dog
0: park over here and like this guy's dog was like being a little high energy, not 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 too bad, but he had the dog separated originally, and then I brought my dog in and then his dog started like going after this other dog that was in there. Not not going after it, but like playing with it and stuff. And yeah. uh the owner, the owner was this woman who was there with her boyfriend. She like freaks out at this guy and she's like, Your dog is like really stressed and aggressive, and you don't even realize because you're so fucking white privileged. <laughs> and she like storms out, grabs the dog, storms out of the dog oh park. And she's God. like, You don't even realize it. She's like, you fat fuck. She starts calling the guy a fat fuck. And oh my uh God. Yeah. And then uh and then so she's gone and the guy walks up to me and he's like I gotta tell you, I'm like a super leftist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I tried to be like, yeah, I, you know, because I, because I tried to be like brotherly and be like, yeah, you know, these white women, they're always weaponizing their, uh, their identity. And then he was like, well, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he made you a piece of shit.
3: He
0: made me the piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you should be goodness. like,
2: well, you also, you are fat ass though.
0: So. <laughs> I Yeah. I should have told him my new Felix. That would have Damn, made his The day. white privilege <laughs> argument at a if dog. He, it was well, if he, Yeah.
1: If he said that after being yelled at, like, after being, he's oh, not- I don't know about that, he's probably one of the people who thinks I'm racist.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's like, how good of a leftist are you if you don't hate white women?
1: <laughs> anyway. Well, I don't, you know, All I right. do not, I do not hate white women. I just, you know, I i if you've spent your whole you know adult life fucking them, how much can you actually hate them <laughs> i think they I think this is the year we should give white women a break. How about that
2: yeah. How about instead
1: of stop white women twenty twenty two it's start white women twenty twenty two
2: yeah a change gon' come Give. <laughs> for
1: white women. Give white oh, women. Oh, yes, it yeah. is. Give a little reset button.
3: This International Woman's Day, we just want to celebrate one special lady named Victoria Newland at the Biden State Department and all her great work on the UK, Ukraine crisis. Who's
0: that, Sean? No one knows who that is. Victoria
3: Newland. She fomented a coup. A oh, coup okay. in Ukraine in 2014.
1: Oh, okay. Got oh, it. Oh, damn. Take that, bitch. <laughs> nah.
2: she's, nah. she's, she's a real piece of work. Uh, I be uh, married to that, huh? Last thing <laughs> oh I to say. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: last thing I wanted to say today, and I uh, I just wanted to give a, a little bit of a preview and uh, hopefully an incentive to uh, to subscribe to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/outforsmokes. Uh, we're gonna I did the research. We're gonna have an episode on uh, some of the journalists who were probably killed by the CIA. So I'll just give you a little preview Ooh. here. We got three three of the, the journalists who were researching the JFK assassination in like 64, 65, and including Dorothy Kilgallen. Uh, they all died mysterious deaths. Give you a brief overview of the biography there, the circumstances of their death. You can make your own decisions. Uh, Danny uh, Casolaro is this guy who... He's an American journalist. He dies in 1991. He was researching this thing on uh, the Bank of Credit and Commerce. He called it the octopus. Dies uh, in 1991, weird circumstances. The writer with no hands, Gary DeVore, he was like a Hollywood screenwriter, disappears in 1997. And then, you know, supposedly they find his body uh, a, a year later. He was working on some sort of screenplay. He had about- no hands? Yeah, he was found or he was supposedly found in his car with his hands missing, Um, but it was pretty clear from the circumstances that the car and the body were placed there, and then somebody like serendipitously was probably told to go there and find them. We'll, We'll get into the whole story, but he was working on some sort of screenplay. About the invasion of Panama, which uh, theorized that uh, uh, Noriega in Panama was overthrown because he had compromising photos of CIA agents at, you know, honeypot parties, uh, you know, probably with uh, child sex slaves or something. We don't know for sure. Um, Gary Webb, famous for dark alliances, you know. Uh, exposing the whole crack epidemic. And uh, Michael Hastings was died in uh, 2013, so the lesson for Mike's son there is uh, if you are going to criticize the government, don't get a car with a computer in it.
2: Yeah, do it in a right.
3: silly way. <laughs> Ride a
0: bike where you're safe.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just
1: want to... Uh... Just want to say, in light of that, uh, Victoria Newland is making waves for women every day. There was no coup in Ukraine in 2014. Uh, we must hold uh, all enemy nations to NATO accountable. Um, the work of democracy mm-hmm. will not be finished until NATO stretches from, the, from Los Angeles, California to Beijing. That's right. Thank you, Felix. And hey, Felix, thank you for doing this, yeah, buddy. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Sorry, I could not be there in person. It's just uh, taxis and all. You don't want. To,
0: you don't want to come down here.
1: This no, I, I had, had a call at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to no, your I place. I like it. Um, but
0: thanks. Um, <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's that's the episode. This was Out for Smokes. Follow yep. us, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sit down pod, and uh, we will see you guys next pa- week. Wait, yeah, Patreon.com
3: slash out for smokes. Sit down
0: sorry. I'm so Patreon. used to sitdownpod. Patreon.com slash out for can smokes. Can I di- can I die? <laughs> no. If
3: if you enjoyed the episode <laughs> yeah. if you enjoyed the episode or if you just want to feed Mike's baby, patreon.com slash out for smokes. Yeah. Thanks for listening.